Hi, this is Live Shapers of Primal Fear. This is Heather Michelle from Grave Shadow. What's up? This is Parker Jameson from the band Starkill. This is Diana van Giesbergen from Xandria. This is Alvedar from Winterhem, and you're listening to the Great Metal Debate Podcast. Welcome back to the podcast, Metal Fan. Today we've got Alegio Tapia from California Melodic Death Metalers Crepuscle. Thank you so much, Alegio, for joining us today on the Great Metal Debate Podcast. Oh, uh, yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm happy to be here and answer any and all questions. <laughs> well, before we get into those type of questions, I understand that you all had a recent live performance at the beginning of this month. Tell us a little bit about that experience. Yeah, we played at... Um this place called the Caravan in San Jose, California. It was our friend's birthday show, and it's a very small bar, but has a lot of character, and a lot of people came out, so it was a great, sweaty experience, as we like to uh, experience. <laughs> Obviously, a, a musician wants to play in front of as many fans as they possibly can, but do you kind of like those small, sweaty bars? Absolutely. Um I think those small sweaty bars tend to be the best gigs because we're right there all is one. Usually there's no stage, so we're playing on the floor and uh, we're all just rocking out, having a good time. And I think most of us would agree that those are the best gigs. Eye to eye with the fans. That's great. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm always curious about local music scenes and you all are from out in the San Francisco Bay Area, correct? Correct, yes. What's the metal scene like out there? Um, it's very diverse out here. There's there's a lot of everything. Right now, there's a lot of uh, tech death going on, a lot of brutal death metal and slam. Um, so we're, at this point, kind of the oddballs, you know, doing the melodic death metal stuff. But there are a few other bands kind of within the same realm. But it's there's a lot of everything, and... Um, everyone's very supportive of each other and a lot of people like to go to each other's shows and and that sort of thing so it's it's really cool i really like what i'm seeing and i would say that the bay area metal scene is thriving right now well at least on the east side of the mississippi we don't hear too much about those bands are there any particular artists we might not know about that you think we should check out sure um Right now, I'm really into this band called Cyborg Octopus. They're um, kind of a mixture of everything out there, and they're a lot of fun live. They're probably one of the best live bands I've seen from the area, so I'd highly recommend them, um, as well as our friends in Raiju, um, kind of on the progressive end of the spectrum, and... Among the Torrents is another band that we play with re- uh, frequently. They're they're uh, they have some similar elements that we do, but um, they're doing their own thing. So I'd say those right now are kind of our, or at least my my favorite of the local bands. I haven't heard of any of those, so I'm definitely going to check them out. 
let's talk a little bit about Crepuscle. Uh, mm-hmm. We, I have had the pleasure of checking out your band, and indeed, we played one of your songs, Shattered Sanctum, on our podcast. For folks who haven't had the pleasure of seeing the band perform live or even listening to the music, you've already alluded to that the style fits generally in that melodic death metal genre, but that can cover a lot of ground. How, how would you describe your style? I think uh, for Crepuscle, it's we use um, melodic death metal kind of as a the general term, but we do have elements of black metal, um, some elements of folk metal, which uh, will be much more present in our future releases. Um, so we kind of incorporate all this, everything that we like, and we put it into our music. But I think in general, melodic death metal is just the easiest way to to describe it. Um, we also have a very strong symphonic element. We have a lot of the the strings and choirs and and stuff like that, as well as um, elements of Baroque era music, Renaissance stuff. So we try to incorporate everything that we like and kind of write what we want to listen to, pretty much. That sounds like an apt description of your style, uh, style on full display on your first initial album, Draconium Winter, uh, released, I think, in 2014. Is that correct? That is correct, yes. Yes. So just give us a thumbnail sketch of how that album came to be. Oh, okay. Um, well, basically, before Crepuscle became Crepuscle, we were called Draconian Winter, and uh, many of those songs were written or existed in some form during that era. Um, once it got down to just me being the only original member, that's when I decided to change the name and um, kind of update some of the songs to more of a modern, more of what I was doing at the time, you know, kind of give them a, a modern approach. Um, or more mature, I guess, approach. Um, so those were written throughout the years, and we started recording the album in 2010, so it took us about four years' worth of recording to finally put the thing out, but um, it wasn't four years of day-in, day-out recording. There were a lot of um, a lot of factors that, that resulted in the delay of it being completed, but ultimately, I, I had the vision, and... Uh, I knew what it needed to sound like, so we waited until the time was right, I think. Um, but, yeah, it was quite the process, and all that said, you know, I'm very proud with, with what we ended up with. And what was the response from fans and critics when that first came out? Uh, we received a lot of praise from um, fans, friends. A lot of the people who were with us during the whole journey, you know, they were really happy to see it come through and we got a lot of uh positive reviews as well online and um the thing about music is you you do it for yourself but it's always really nice to to see some positive feedback and it was very very rewarding and it made the four years of four years plus of hard work um very much worth it you are the vocalist and guitarist for the band Tell us about the other musicians who make up this group. Sure. Um, we have uh, Cameron Stuckey on guitar. On, on He's also a guitar. Um, we have Aaron Robich on keyboards, Gavin Devon on bass, and J.B. Schuler on drums. So a five-piece? Yes, we're, we're a five-piece. 
are you all able to go out on uh, when you when you appear live? Are you able to do that generally together, or on occasion do you have to have someone fill in on an odd night out? Yeah, actually, that's a great question. So we we do try to have the the full lineup, but um, our other guitarist Cameron is in a very active touring band called Letters from the Fire. So when he is doing stuff with them, whether it's uh, touring or recording or or anything of that nature, we usually do have a fill-in guitarist, and um, it's not ideal, but it works out, and uh, that way he's able to be active in both bands, and we're able to still continue to be active. So that's the only the only thing we've kind of ever done. But typically, we try to keep the the full lineup. So if, if one guy can't do a show, we'll generally turn it down. But um, yeah, that's kind of the approach we take. What have you been able to do in terms of touring, and uh, and have you uh, had the opportunity to open for any name acts? Uh, yes. So we, we have not gone on tour yet. Um, we figure since we're a fairly new band, we'd, we'd wait for, for the right time. But um, we have played around in our area. We've played in um, the, the Bay Area, you know, everything that it includes. The further shows we played were with... Um, our good friends in Grave Shadow in, in Sacramento and in Orangevale. So those are probably the furthest gigs we've played. But um, we did have the honor of opening for the Russian folk metal band Arcona back in wow. believe, 2013. Oh, yeah, that was... Uh, uh, unfortunately, there were many factors that made it a rough gig for us, but it was still awesome to be playing in front of the huge Arcona banner. So that was still probably one of my favorite experiences talk about a great band to play with my goodness some great folk influences that pagan metal band that's awesome absolutely and we were all going to go to that show anyway so it just worked out that we were able to open up (laughs) that's the best it's a band that you enjoy and 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 would pay to see regardless and you get to be the opening act exactly that was a great time well let's move on to talk about the new album that i know you've been working on Mm -hmm. Uh, how long has that album been in the works well so right now what we're doing is uh, we're about to release, or we're working on an acoustic version of our first album, which uh, we've been working on now for a couple of years. Like pretty much since I guess the the first album came out. Um, the way that came to be was uh, Cameron and I was going to go to Berkeley School of Music in Massachusetts, and he had a going away party, and he had contacted me a few uh, hours before that and asked me if we wanted to play some of our songs um clean and without any rehearsal or anything we just went and did it and it was so much fun and very inspiring that i decided uh that every song deserved that treatment and um and i guess uh, not too long after that i started really working on the acoustic arrangements and and it had to be reimagined for some parts because some parts on the original a lot of blast beats and and really fast stuff going on, so that obviously had to be reimagined to be translated onto acoustic guitars. Um, so right now we're still very much in the recording process of that, but we're going to premiere the material um, this Friday, actually. So a lot of our friends have never have have not heard what we're doing, so there's a lot of excitement, I think them 
as well as for us. Uh, this show is going to be just Cameron and myself, just for logistical reasons. But um, yeah, we're really excited, um, and we're not very good at sticking to deadlines, so we're not really sure when it's going to be out. That's a different direction than many melodic death metal bands would take. What do you think the challenges will be? Do you, do you envision integrating some acoustic along with the, the the more metal versions of these songs, or kind of how how do you see that working out in the future in a live context? Um, I think we would probably I would be very open to that, but that would require us to bring a bunch more guitars <laughs> to shows. So. That might not be possible. I think in the future we would probably just do specifically acoustic shows and then specifically metal shows. And, and we would make sure it's very clear which which it's going to be that way. You know, somebody who may enjoy the acoustic stuff and not so much the metal stuff doesn't show up to a sweaty bar and <laughs> gets a surprise. But uh, I think that's probably the route we're going to take, just uh, make very specific gigs for for each style. And I have to ask, in this reimagining process, did you find that elements of uh, Draconian Winter that uh, you were able to bring out that maybe weren't as emphasized on the metal version? Yes, absolutely. And I think that was the best thing about doing this. And why I really wanted to do this was because, because of, for that reason, exactly. On the metal version, um, I'm very proud of how it sounds. I think the production is really good, but there's a lot of stuff that got lost in the mix. Like it, the guitars are a little muddy at times just because there's so much going on. So this was a chance to bring some of that stuff out and, and really let some of the melodies shine that are uh, a little bit on the subtle side on the, on the metal um, album, but on the acoustic version, they will be much more present and, um, I even had the opportunity to expand on some of those melodies or, or write more more melodies for certain parts. And um, I think it's, and I've talked to Cameron about this a few times, it's uh, it's hard to tell or it's hard to decide which, which uh, versions I prefer. I mean, just because both are great. And uh, I think the fact that, we're able to do something so different. For some songs, I kind of prefer the acoustic version. Um, uh, but, you know, that's going to be for everybody to decide. And I would not be... Uh, I would not be offended if our friend preferred the acoustic version because I think it's that good. And I think it will stand up uh, on its own. And, um, yeah, it's it's very exciting. Do you have a, a different name for this album? How, how are you going to market this? Um, we have not decided yet, and that's something that I've been thinking about. So I think we'll probably discuss that a bit more amongst ourselves and see how we proceed. But I think um, it would make sense to um, make it obvious that it is an acoustic version of the first album and not an entirely new set of songs, I guess. Although some songs definitely sound like new songs just because of the new approach, but, you know, they are based off of the metal version. So uh, we haven't really figured that one out yet. Is label support something you're seeking, or do you find that at this point being an independent artist is just the best way for you folks to go? Uh, I don't think we're entirely against label support. I think for this particular 
endeavor, it will be self-released again. But um, once it comes to releasing our next metal album, I think we are very much open to trying to team up with a label or, or a group of people that can help us reach a wider audience. Um, and we are concurrently also rehearsing the next metal album. So uh, hopefully it won't be four years, but <laughs> we never know. We The way we do things is we want it to be done right. So, um, and we want it to be bigger this time. So uh, I think if there is label interest and um, terms are good for both parties, uh, we would not be against that at all. I have to ask about that the the new writing process. You mentioned earlier that you might be integrating even some more folk elements. What can you give fans just a little bit of an idea about a little taste about uh, what you're working on as far as that new material that you're writing? Sure, absolutely. Um, well, a lot of the stuff that we listen to ends up kind of in our writing style. So at the time, I think I was right listening to a lot of uh, stuff like Antiferum, um Moon Sorrow, and stuff that I've always been listening to, but I think that type of influence is going to be much more present in this newer stuff. Definitely Equilibrium, um, you know, stuff, stuff of that nature. And I think it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of reactions we get because uh, we're, we're definitely open to incorporating different influences. But uh, we'll see if people are open to accepting these different influences. Uh, but we're excited. And um, it, we still have what I would say is uh, the sound that we achieved on the first album. Like, there's still those elements, the melodic death elements, um, some black metal elements. But we're just experimenting a little bit. And there's even some some doom elements in a few songs. So uh, that the next metal album is going to have a lot of everything and it's going to be all over the place yet cohesive i believe sounds like you guys aren't afraid to try new things and venture out there yeah absolutely um we're trying to explore what we can do within the realm of Crepuscle, and um and i think it's a great way to keep everything fresh and and exciting and um yeah i'm i'm in time i i wish we could get it out sooner but it uh, it just has to be right the time has to be right and the album needs to sound as best as it can so hopefully we'll start some form of recording next year and um we can get that process going but as of now we are rehearsing that material and uh we have played two of those songs live at this point and um We've gotten good reactions, um, and we will continue to play them at select shows, kind of give our friends and, and fans a taste of what is to come. Um, but yeah, we're we're very excited for that. Finishing up with you today, Alejo, tell fans exactly how they can get their hands on any music and merchandise from Crepusle. Sure. Uh, the best way to do it would be to go on our Bandcamp page, which is uh, crypthustle.bandcamp.com. All of our, any of our merch and physical copies are available there. And yours truly makes his way to the post office um, with 
set items. Uh, so that's probably the easiest way. That or going to a show and if, if uh, they're in the area. Um, and if the other option would be to stream it for free. We have it up on YouTube. We have our album on Spotify. It can also be streamed on Bandcamp. So there are several different av- avenues, and uh, we encourage listeners to uh, explore them all. And if they like what they hear, pick up a copy or order a shirt, and uh, it'll be on its way. Well, I hope our fans will do that. I've heard this Draconian Winter album. So impressive. I remember when we played Shattered Sanctum, our podcast, I I was really blown away by it. And I'll be honest, I'm incredibly intrigued to hear the acoustic versions of these songs. That's going to be a real treat. Well, thank you very much. And I'll be sure to send those your way once, once they're ready. Well, Leo, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on the Great Metal Debate Podcast. It's been my pleasure. Thank you for the great questions, and uh, I'll be listening. <laughs> <laughs>